Are we good? Good morning, everyone. It's so easy with Melanie. You are so faster <laughs> to start the podcast. I love it. So, yes, this week we have Melanie who is, uh, this morning and, and tomorrow. So we will uh, have Melanie Miller as a, a co-host of the podcast this morning and tomorrow morning. So we continue with the chapter on the synergy. If you don't have the book, of course, we will recommend to have the book. It's the seven habits of highly effective people. If you are on the Zoom or on the Facebook Live, you can see it. It's really a book that I really love and I'm learning so much. And I love this chapter because... Yes, we learned a lot in the last chapters, but this one, I feel like it's something that we can test along the way. And you will see with Melanie that, yes, she tested out uh, last week. She talked about it a little bit last week. And we continue with that uh, in our meeting to test and to bring you uh, something new uh, this morning and tomorrow morning about the synergy. So, Melanie, I will let you start uh, with the subject. Yes. So uh, today we're talking about synergy and communication. And uh, as Marie-Pierre said, um, I'm finding this chapter really exciting. Uh, and what, what I love about it is preparing a meeting about something that is exciting is exciting. So I was looking forward to the preparation because I'm so excited about it. And uh, Certainly, uh, I think I explained last week, we had started to talk more in a synergistic fashion, in a fashion that allows you uh, to open up discussion and welcome comments and work to a better solution. And what we did, well, what Monique did was she set up a group called Synergy. And in this group, it's like the people have come alive. They are um, adding comments, adding people uh, to their groups. They're really working. But what they're doing is they're doing it uh, working together, using the energy of each other to work together. And, and Mary-Pierre, I think you tried it out last week as well. Tell us what happened for you. Yes, I tested out because Melanie was talking so much about her meeting. I needed to test it out too. So uh, I had a meeting. I have a meeting uh, every Friday with the uh, team that we work on social media together. So we started last week to just know if you want to be so um, more successful in your uh, social media platform. What would you do if you know you cannot fail? So everyone was writing in the comments what they wanted to be uh, successful on social media. And with all the comments, we decided uh, in the group. So we were, I think, 20 or 25 percent. So we decided as a group, 
what we wanted to work together during this meeting. So everyone was um, giving their idea and we voted for three things that we wanted to work together. And that's what we uh, did. So I know that everyone did it. So it's three things that maybe they never did before, but because we uh, decided as a group and everyone was excited to test it. So it was uh, really something uh, new and I love it. So I know that every Friday I will uh, um, start it with this question of how they can be more successful in their social media so they can choose what they, they want to work on on their Friday meeting. Excellent. I love it. So today we're talking about synergy and communication. And um, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, somebody called David Lilienthal, who um, was appointed after World War II to uh, head up the Atomic Energy Commission. And um, he brought together a group of people, and this group of people were all personalities in their own right. What does that mean? That means they were all people who um, they already were disciples of their in their field. They were already people who uh, had a lot to say, thought about things a lot. And so you know what it's like when you bring together a, a group of people who are all big personalities? Well, sometimes it ends up being a battle to which personality wins. And uh, David did not want that to happen with this group. It was a very important group and they needed to work together. So he went against the general thought that they needed to knuckle down and get on with business. And he decided that what he would do is spend several weeks, not just a few hours, but several weeks letting the people get to know each other. And what he did was he organized events, he organized meetings, but the only aim of these events and these meetings was that people would get together, learn about their interests, learn about their intellect, learn about everything to do with each other so they would end up with a great bonding between people. And obviously, during this time, he was criticized by a lot of people because he wasn't getting on with the job. But finally, he did. They knuckled down and um, they started to talk about what was important to everybody. And the net result of what he had done was the group had become really close. They had become... A, they had become like a strong group. They respected each other. They understood each other. They liked each other, not always, but they, they were able to do uh, their job with, disrespect, uh, with respect. So the final result meant that because every time they came across an issue that was difficult, instead of fighting about it and being defensive and standoffish, they were able to communicate. And there was a certain level of, 
well, if that person who I know is intelligent, who I know um, is uh, competent, if that person really thinks this thing, then I need to listen. And so what he achieved was a group that worked together, that listened together, that understood each other and ended up coming out with a non-protective interaction. And I'm sure everybody understands what I mean by non-protective. You know, we've all been in discussions where you wonder whether the person you're talking to is more worried about their opinion than about the greater good. And so uh, being non-protective, uh, it, it was a very unusual culture and they ended up achieving great things. So that brings me on to a discussion about how what happens with different levels of communication. So I want you to imagine a graph and on the graph on the left hand side of the graph you have got what we call uh, what well, we you've got trust and it starts low at the bottom and goes high to high trust, okay? And on the on the axes at the bottom you've got cooperation and it starts low and goes to high okay and then in the graph is one line it just goes straight up diagonally and what this does is this illustrates how meetings can happen how communication can happen so you can imagine if you have a low trust situation you're probably going to have a low cooperation situation and meetings like that end up uh, being very defensive, very litigious, very um, polite, um, but polite, but also aggressive in the sense that everyone's standing their own ground. And what you end up with is a win-lose situation or a lose-lose, like no result. And clearly that's not a good way to communicate. So if you go a little bit further up, you end up with what we call respectful communication. And respectful communication is where people, they're very polite, but they're probably, they hold themselves back. They don't put themselves into the communication. They just uh, communicate for the sake of it. They come out with words, but the words don't have a big meaning behind them. Now, when you are in a respectful communication situation, you can end up with a win-win, but it's like a one plus one equals one and a half, right? We've all been in situations where you've ended up saying after you've had a meeting, well, that didn't go that well because you don't feel like a winner. You feel like, mm, I gave up too much. That's what compromise can do. You feel that you've given up too much and not really gained enough. So then if we go up to the next level of communication where you have a high trust and you end up with high cooperation, this is where synergy happens. And synergy means that you end up with ideas, you bring ideas together, you work together, and you're one plus one becomes an 18, say. So your win 
is a win-win, but it's a massive win for both of you, something you could never have achieved by yourself. And so for me, um, synergy is is definitely uh, the way to go. And like I keep saying to you, it's exciting. It's exciting to be in synergistic environments. So Mary-Pierre, I think you have a little bit more on uh, synergy versus compromise, perhaps. Yes, and I learned so much this morning about that because we wanted to really um, differ differentiate the compromise and synergy. And I was looking at some article and I found a lot of article about that. So if it's something that you really want to uh, maybe um, have more information, go and on Google and go do your research. You will have so much information you can find on this subject. So uh, don't be shy to do some research if you are really passionate about this uh, subject this morning. And just before I go with the uh, different um, uh, article with the compromise and synergy, I want to make sure if you are on Podbean, if you're on Facebook, that you share the podcast this morning. So make sure that if you are on Podbean, it gives you more heart. So when you share, always had a comment, just like on Facebook, had a comment before. So people will know why they should listen to the podcast this morning. And when you share and after that, you have someone that like or maybe leave a comment on your post. Now you have someone to talk with about the podcast. And we know that if we just read something, Yes, we will learn about it a little bit. If you um, hear it about something, now you can go another step. But the really uh, to master what you learn is to talk about it with someone else. So make sure that you find that person that you can talk about the podcast every morning so you can really master what we learn every morning. So let's go in the subject. So I really love that uh, mathematic uh, equation that doesn't really make sense when we look at it. So one plus one less than two and one plus one more than two <laughs> equal to. Okay, this one I understand, but it's not something that we want. So less than two, that it's not synergy, it's a compromise. So it end up producing an output that could be easily be produced if the same individual work independently. And when we go with one plus one equal more than two, now it's about creating a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. So it's about creating a whole new operating model of uh, teamwork where each individual in team interacts and appreciate other opinion and implement idea with high degree of trust. So this is where magic happens and massive amount of value gets created. So compromise, I think it's a word that we heard so much every day. When was the last time that you say, oh, I had to compromise with that person or with my husband? When was the last time? Go and write it in the comments. I'm curious to know what was, when was the last time that you say that word, compromise? Because yes, it sounds great <laughs> in theory, but if you really look at it, you will see that um, everyone in the compromise will feel a little bit like they lost and gave in. So when you compromise, you are giving up what feels important to you and it, it doesn't always foster a sense of connection and cooperation in your relationship. So instead it can breed more conflict and resentment. So you want 
to go in the synergy so that everything, there's no meat in the middle, but it's a greater solution. So it will meet everyone, um, uh, creating a solution that is better for everyone. So compromising means that each person gets par partially satisfied, but not completely satisfied. So as noted in, in the uh, earlier, it, I think that the, um, compromising is a 50-50 split in which each person gets a reasonable share of the pie. But a compromise is not only a 50-50. It can be a 75-25 split. So where one person gets more than the other, but both people still get less than what they uh, need, their needs met. So that you can notice that both 50-50 and a 75-25 split will still add up to 100. So that means there's only one pie. There's only that much that you can get. I, and if you remember when we talk about the win-win mentality, the principle of uh, abundance mentality, there's plenty for everyone. That's not in the compromise that you can really reach that one. So it's really in the synergy that you can say, yes, it's win-win and I can have a lot more. So the abundance mentality of the win-win principle that we learned in the last podcast, uh, in the last month, I think. So synergy is all about being open to creating a solution that is even better than what either you or you and I, I propose. So it's not about deciding whether your way or my way is best and then cobbling out uh, some compromise in the middle. It's a, it is all about really hearing one another and creating the third way that is our way. So tomorrow we will have a little bit on the third <laughs> alternative more about that so you will uh, if it's something that you want to learn be there tomorrow morning yes it will be the december 24th we are there for you on december 24th so it's really something that we love so if you go uh, a little bit more in the synergy it's really defined as the cooperation on the effect of two substances that when they combine the result of that combination is greater are enhanced in some matter. And I really love the example in chemistry. So if you take two gas that they are uh, individually no toxic effect, but when you combine them, you can produce another more toxic and even lethal gas. So I really love that explanation because we can see it. Yes, you took something that is really uh, no toxic effect, another, but together, now it's something really big. So yes, it's not something toxic that we want to create, but <laughs> we can really see the analogy that we want in our life when we create the synergy. So really, what we learn is that we want 100% of our needs met. So when we work together, it's not a 50-50, but it's a 100-100 resolution with everyone. So people will not uh, go back at home and feel resentment, but feel energy and excitement to uh, work together. So that's really the difference between the compromise and synergy. And I know that, Melanie, you found something else to uh, really close the podcast this morning. 
Yes, but uh, before I go on to that, you reminded me where I first heard the word synergy because, of course, I'm a scientist, right? And I remember now, now you've reminded me that uh, when I was at school, the first time I heard the word synergy was when we talked about synergistic reactions, um, in in chemistry, and um, I'm going to go and have a look at some of those synergistic reactions. Go down memory lane and uh, see what they were. And of course, you know that is where we we have another word that um, actually goes with synergy, which is catalyst. And uh, it's a I know it's a it's a scientific word, but you can have catalysts in life as well because you know synergy is where things come together and you get a bigger thing than uh what you started with and a catalyst can help that happen right so maybe if we were talking about um a synergy of a meeting where you got people to come together a catalyst could be the environment that you put them in right? If you put them in a deep dungeon and ask them to work together, they're not going to feel as good as if you put them in a beautiful hotel with, you know, plush seating and carpeting and what have you. So uh, I'm so glad that you mentioned the chemical thing because thinking about that and thinking about how can I as a leader actually input into a situation to make it even more explosive. So thank you, uh, Mary-Pierre. So when I was looking at um, the, the, the final bit of this communication section says, there are some circumstances where synergy may not be achievable and, um, and, no, and no deal isn't viable. So even in those situations, um, there are things you can do. And what I read about uh, from actually the people that know me well know that this book, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, is probably my Bible, if I'm uh, honest, uh, as well as uh, Stephen Covey. But principle 51 says, speak with impeccability. So if you go into a meeting and you are speaking with impeccability, it says, to speak with impeccability is to speak from your highest self. It means that you speak with intention and with integrity. It means that your words are in alignment with what you say you want to produce, your vision and your dreams. So imagine if everybody who's going into a meeting is speaking impeccably, that means it's almost impossible to not get a result, right? You have to get a result. And uh, it says also, uh, going on in that a little bit, it says, the truth is your words put out a certain energy or message that creates a reaction in others. A reaction that is usually returned to you multiplied. If you are rude, impatient, arrogant, or hostile, you can expect negative conduct returned to you. Everything you say produces an effect on the world. Everything you say to someone else produces an effect on the person. So I think this whole synergy thing, um, 
uh, Marie Pierre is is growing into something much bigger, right? So we can have the desire for synergy, the desire for things to go well, but we can add to that. We can add a catalyst, like where we are, what we're doing, and we can add the way we speak to be impeccable. So I think that for me um, is where I would like to close this morning, Mary Pierre. And uh, as usual, I feel more excited now I've spoken about it than I did at the beginning. Yes, thank you, Melanie. So uh, thank you for listening to the podcast this morning and we will see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you.